Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. Uh, really do appreciate all of you continually uh, moving and, and coming on the Zoom app with us. And for those that are getting on, we already started. So we'll give an opportunity. Preferably, you can stay with us the whole time tonight. Uh, I want to just acknowledge uh, the, the Vons down there in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, as well. As well as, again, Jerry and Linda Chapman up there in uh, Brookfield, Majory, Ohio. So we thank God for everyone that gets on. Of course, everyone that's already been on before the 730 time frame. Uh, we thank God for you and we thank God for your prayers. And we want to encourage you to continue to do that. Uh, for like I said, for those of you that have friends that may not want to get on Zoom or like to get on Zoom or whatever the case may be, you can also tell them they can see these every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. And it's basically just Facebook. You know how you go to Facebook and you have to look up my name, uh, which is Kenneth Fletcher, or you can look up Living Word Christian Fellowship and you can be a part of, uh, of our, uh, I don't want to necessarily say broadcast, but, you know, of, of, the, of the meetings on Tuesday nights. So, again, like I said, we do acknowledge you all that are getting on and those that will get on after the 7.30 time frame. But I want to uh, just uh, share with you tonight some of the things that God has been sharing with me. And I kind of shared it at the beginning because, uh, you know, knowing is half the battle. And that's a very true statement. Knowing is half the battle. I don't know. I don't even remember. Somebody might remember a day years ago, and I don't even remember what that commercial was about. But it was a television commercial and they used to say knowing is half the battle. If somebody knows what I'm talking about, you can put it down there in the chat function and that'll help everybody out. But the revelation of that is what God showed me is that, that that's a very true statement, that knowing is half the battle. Well, you don't want to live a life and I don't want to live a life where I'm only half victorious. So if I know and I stop right there at just knowing, then I'm going to not, I'm only going to be 50% victorious. But folks, you know that me being 50% victorious also means being 50% defeated. But we don't want to live that way. We want to live, glory to God, 100% victorious as children of, of God. And now, okay. Uh, G.I. Joe, somebody said G.I. Joe in the chat function, and, and that's, I'm going to take your word for it, but, and so, uh, so that's from the G.I. Joe, I guess, cartoon or whatever, and they would say knowing, all I can remember is that saying, knowing is half the battle. Well, that's good, but we don't want to just be 50% believers, and I've come to find out, sadly, that that is a problem within the body of Christ where you have uh, 50% victorious believers. And now this is not to pick on anyone or throw off on anyone or make anybody feel bad because God is always working with us and trying to get us 
to the place where we are conformed unto the image of his dear son. That means winning all the battles. That means never being defeated. That means always uh, overcoming any and every obstacle that will come our way. Glory to God. As we are conformed and transformed into the image of Christ, we take on his image and we begin to bear out through, again, sanctification process, we begin to bear out the greatness that's in him. Because here's something I like to ask people all the time. If it is the will of God to transform you into the image of his dear son, well, who is the son of God? Now, I know I'm going a little slow here, but I just want you to follow along with me. Who is the son of God, right? That's Jesus Christ. So if in Romans 8, where he says he's conforming us to the image of his son, and if the son is Jesus Christ, and we know that, is Jesus regular? Is Jesus just a normal guy? Or was he great? Is he great in his greatness as the son of God, right? Because when he was on the earth, he showed forth his greatness as being the son of God because of the fathers working in him and through him. Now, the exciting part about that, folks, is that God wants to do the same thing with each one of us. It's his desire and will to conform us to the image of his son. So, so knowing cannot, we let me say it this way, we cannot stop at just knowledge, right? And I've seen this, I've been around the church for a pretty long time, and I've seen this sadly happen to a lot of people because they get more knowledge and more knowledge and more knowledge, and they're going to schools and they're doing all these things. That's wonderful, thank God. But it's applied knowledge that brings forth transformation into a person's life. It's not just knowledge by itself. It's knowledge that has been uh, uh, consumed. It's knowledge that has been uh, amalgamated into a person's system. It's knowledge that has been uh, understood and recognized as the wisdom of God and it is applied, glory to God, into everyday situations that will bring about victory in the life of the believer. So let's go there quickly tonight. Praise God. Romans chapter number eight. I just want to show you this because sometimes uh, we want to make sure that you know uh, that I'm not just making this stuff up, you know. Praise God. And I don't think you think I am, but I've come to find out that sometimes even in the body of Christ, there's people that have not become acquainted with the word of God. And so sometimes when you're talking spiritually and you're talking through scriptures, sometimes people are like, I've never heard that before. Where'd you get that from? So that's why I like to turn to the word of God so that you can see that what I'm bringing forth to you is not just something off the top of my head. Is that all right? So watch what he says here. And we're going to go to Romans. If somebody could put it in the chat function down there, that would help us out. We're going to go to the book of Romans in the New Testament, chapter number eight. And we're going to look here at verse number uh, 26 through 20, uh, actually all the way uh, to 
verse number 31. So that's Romans chapter number eight. Now we're talking about applied knowledge. We're talking about getting the word of God, getting the commandments of God and putting them into practice, not just building our repertoire of knowing all these scriptures, because that's what people do. And I don't know if you've been around long enough to know and, and recognize this, but I've come to see something. There's a flaw and a fault within the world of the church and the body of Christ where people are so hungry, and it's good, they're hungry for knowledge, but it's almost just like gathering up more followers on TikTok or something, you know? But y'all just stay with me here. Glory to God forever. Okay. But we don't want to just gather more information, right? I'd rather have one scripture, understand me now, and, and get that get the revelation out of that verse and begin to apply that verse to my life. And the applying of that verse brings forth a transformation and brings forth the victory that I'm looking for in my life, rather than just to know a whole bunch of biblical terms and scriptures and this, I know all of these things, but my life is not transforming. You can't see any evidence of a transformed life. And that's what God is really up to. So let's go here, praise God, into the book of Romans chapter number eight. And we're gonna start here at verse number 26. And let's see here what he says here. He says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Mm. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart, glory to God, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints, that's you and I, according to the will of God. Now keep on reading now. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God Come on, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Keep, now, now, don't stop there. That's good scripture, but don't stop reading. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow. This is talking about God knew who he's calling. He's calling us, right? He also did predestinate a predetermined destination to conform us to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Let's pause there before we go to verse 30 and 31. So what is God up to in the whole operation of your salvation? See, what most people have taught and preached that just come to Jesus and all your problems are gonna be over. Folks, sadly, that is a false narrative. When you come to Jesus, that does not mean that all your problems are going to be over. I don't know, and, and, and God help us for those of us that meant well, but we've kind of preached that to people, and we've kind of uh, uh, we've kind of uh, presented Jesus that way to people. All you got to do is come to Jesus, and all your problems are going to be over. Well, that's not all that God is up to in your life. He is up to the task. Once you believe, because he already knew you before you knew him, mm, he already predetermined and predestined you before you had any idea that 
He was after you. But he says, now what I'm trying to do is not just fix all your problems. That's going to be a result of the transformation that takes place in your life, right? So his main goal or main objective is to conform you to the image of his son. It's not to fix all your problems, right? Now, this might be a little strong for some people, but you got to pray about it. Because And, 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 and I've, I've done it myself in the past. I've heard other preachers do it. You know, and they, they present Jesus like, well, just come to Jesus and all your problems will be over. You know, he's going to fix all your problems, you know. And, and I don't think they they do that trying to deceive, but we sometimes we don't correctly present what salvation is really all about, right? The redemption and the pardoning, pardon, pardoning of our sins, right? And the transforming and bringing us to a place of transformation, sanctification, so that we can have complete redemption in Christ Jesus. Now, you just got to walk with me here just for a minute. So God is not trying to fix all your problems. Again, let me say something. The fixing of your problems will come in the transformation many times throughout the process of the transformation of your character. As you and I are conformed into the image of Christ, we're going to become obedient to God. We're going to become faithful. We're going to become committed to the word of God, committed to the commandments of God. Glory to God. And as we do that, that's when our problems will begin to fall to the wayside. Why? Because again, we are now taking on a new kingdom's authority and a new jurisdiction. In other words, we are no longer in the darkness, but now we are walking in the light. But that's not why he saved you. He did not save you to fix your problems. You got to get that. Because if you think he saved you to fix your problems, you're in for a rude awakening <laughs> when, you, when you're living for Jesus and you still got a bunch of problems. You're like, wait, this don't make no sense. Why well, I got all these problems? Well, again, the transformation and, and conforming to the image of Christ, right? And I, what I've learned over these 30-something years, the more I conform to the image of Christ, the less avenues and, and the less territory the enemy has to bring things into my life. But if I leave him room and space with not being conformed to Christ, then he's going to, from that point many times, is where he can launch an attack and set up a stronghold that will cause me to only be winning half the battle. That means I know something, I have knowledge in an area, but if I'm not applying that knowledge, that knowledge is not bringing about a transformation and a conforming to the image of Christ in my life. I hope y'all can grab hold of that tonight. Praise God. So, so, so he says in verse 29, for whom he did know, foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So if you are, listen, let me tell you some good news here. If you find yourself in the pursuit 
of the will of God, God already knew you. And his ultimate goal, this is good news, and if you can grab it the right way, his ultimate goal is to conform you. That God, that's God's goal in, in the outworking of your salvation through Jesus Christ, is to conform you. So again, how Jesus handled everything, how he dealt with situations, how he operated in the power of God. It is God's desire and goal, if you will, to conform you into that same image. Now, you and I have a part to play. That means I have to get to a place where I am sold out to the fact that God has the final say-so in everything that I do. And even if I'm doing something or operating in a way that's not in line with him, I have to be willing to, to humble myself <laughs> and to say, you know what? I need to change the way I'm thinking and change what I'm doing and conform myself to God's word. Uh, so, Verse number 30, we're in Romans chapter number eight and verse number 30 now. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Let me, I'm going to tell you what all this means, what it means to me. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What this says to me, people of God, it says to me that God is not going to give up on you, right? God is going to work with you and work with you and work with you and and deal with you and 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 work with you again and 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 when you fall down, he's going to dust you off and tell you what you did wrong, and he's going to give you some more instruction, but ultimately. You and I have to get to a place where we're willing to listen to him, right? Many are the plans in the man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord shall stand, right? And that's where the issues are because some kind of way we think that we're smarter than God uh, and we may not actually say that out of our mouths, but when we don't just follow his instructions and do something other than what he told us to do. We're not saying out of our minds we think we're smarter than God, but through our action, we think we can handle life circumstances without getting his instruction. Folks, uh, <laughs> but my whole point, I don't wanna get too far for that. My whole point is, moreover whom he called, predestined, then he also called. So, so it's not an accident that you are, on a journey of pursuit of loving Jesus. Glory to God. You are not called to this walk of faith by accident. Glory to God. This is by intentionality and predetermined purpose of God. And the more you and I yield to it, and the more you and I receive it, the more we begin to walk in the victory that has already, listen to what he says, folks. He's already called you. He's already justified you. He's already glorified you. In other words, God has a picture of what you're going to become. 
And he's never, he's never going to deviate from that picture. Glory to God. But the only way you and I become that picture is we have to get into total agreement with him. And part of that total agreement with him is, again, applying knowledge. Not just getting knowledge, but applying it. It, it, it becomes imperative that your whole life is, let me get the word. I'm going to get the knowledge, but I'm not just getting the knowledge so I can say I know. Whatever the knowledge is, I'm getting the knowledge so I can apply it so it can bring about a change and a transformation in my life. And if you do that, you're going to see, uh, uh, again, victories that begin to become 100% victories because nobody wants to be... A, Nobody wants to be 50% free. You know, think about what I'm saying. You're not free. If you're 50% free and 50% bound, then you're not free. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? That's just like for, uh, for somebody, you know, and I know a lot of people dealing with health issues now because all kinds of stuff's going on. But if you're not 100% healthy, then, you're, then you, you're not operating as well as you could. So it's the same thing spiritually. If I'm not 100% free, then I'm not winning all the victories in every area of life, in every pillar, right? Spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, even relationships, right? The five pillars. If I'm not free in, free in them, then I'm not experiencing all the victory that God wants me to experience. Okay, y'all, we still good here? We still okay? Glory to God. Go with me over here to the book of Matthew real quickly. Chapter number seven, the gospel of Matthew, chapter number seven. And just for the sake, uh, glory to God, that's Mark. I need to go to Matthew. Matthew chapter number seven. And let's go to verse number 20. I think it's 24. I want, but let me, let me check that. Matthew seven and uh, uh, yeah. 24. So watch what Jesus says here. So I'm talking about applied knowledge will bring about transformation in your life. So yes, get the knowledge, study, right? Get the books, whatever you can. That's fine. Whatever you want to do, that's wonderful. Uh, listen to teachers and, and, and ministers and preachers and people that are teaching the word. Wonderful. And that's great that you get the knowledge. But let me tell you something. What I've learned, and I've learned this personally, uh, whether it's through, whether it's about your health or whatever, you know, in the main, if you say, well, they know all the health tactics and know all the things to do for their health. I'm just making an example. I'm, I'm not picking on anybody and they, they can tell you all, the, but then they find themselves still not healthy. Why? Because it's not just having knowledge. It's applying it. It's putting it into practical, daily, consistent, routine operation of doing these kind of things that we've learned. Are y'all with me? Y'all still okay? So my, uh, Matthew chapter number seven and verse number 24, the good news is this, is that God will help you and strengthen you as you are obeying his commandments, right? He is gonna give you grace as you commit yourself to doing his word. Like James says, don't be, be James one and 22. I think many of you probably know this. It says, be a doer of the word, glory to God, and not a hearer only, 
folks, and, it, and I'm not just talking about, watch this, because I, I want to be able to help as many people as I can and as God gave me the grace to do. And I'm not just talking about biblically, you know, and spiritual things only. Folks, it's the doing of the principles that's going to change your life. Uh, whether, whatever it is, I said, even in relationships, uh, it's the doing of learning how to communicate, right? And learning how to consider the, your, your other uh, partner's uh, feelings. And, and, you know, it's the doing of it. It's not just knowing it. Come on now. I don't want to touch a sensitive subject here, but that's what we've done. We know a lot of stuff. We get all this, all this information, and it's still not bringing about a transformation in our life. Well, I'm telling you, that's part of the problem is we are only winning half the battle. What do I mean? We're getting the knowledge, and we do have the knowledge, but we have to learn how to practically apply Whatever revelation, whatever understanding, whatever information, whatever knowledge given to you, you're going to need the grace and the wisdom of God to apply that. Because until you apply it, it's not going to bring any uh, in your life. Uh, I think me and Elder Mitchell was talking one day when we were sharing this, and we were talking about applying the word of God. It's just like if you have in your shower, you know, and you go to take a shower and you got the soap in there, right? And you might have a men's body wash or whatever, and it looks good in the shower, but until you apply it to your body, it's not doing anything for you, but you have it, it's in there. The soap is in there, the body wash is in there, but you still stink. Why? Because you didn't apply it. Are y'all catching this? And, it's, and I'm not picking on them. I'm not talking about, I'm not saying anybody on here stinks. My point is the thing that we do, even with God's word, God can give us all this wisdom, all this knowledge, all this revelation. And we're like, what's wrong with us? Because we didn't apply what he gave us. All right. So I told you Matthew chapter number seven, glory to God and verse number 24. Now, watch Jesus. Of course, you know, he's the master teacher. He, you know, I mean, this, he says stuff still. I'll be like, sometimes I'll just trip off of it because he, he says this. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, put them into practice, right? I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock and the rains descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not. In other words, it did not fall, for it was a founded upon the rock. But he don't stop there. You got to keep reading. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not or does not do them shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now, folks, I'm going to show you something. The winds and the floods and the rains came to both houses. Even though they, it said they're hearing the sayings of Jesus, so you could say they were church folks. I'm just, you know, you could say they were followers of Jesus because he said they hear my sayings. They're listening to my teachings, but one person is doing it, and one person is hearing it, but not doing it. 
So the first person, he says they are wise because they only not only did they hear it, but they heard it and put it into practical application. They did it. They put it into operation. And so when the troubles and the winds and the floods and everything came to their house, the tests, the battles, the things that were trying to take you down to make you not victorious, to cause you to be broke, to cause you to be sick, whatever, whatever it is, those winds and those floods came to the same, the first person just like they came to the second person. The difference is the first person was hearing the teachings of Jesus and doing them. Glory to God. I don't, I hope you're grabbing hold of what I'm trying to tell you tonight. They were doing them. They, they weren't just getting hearing more saying, they were doing what they were hearing. The second person was hearing it, but they were not doing it. And because they were not doing it, watch it now. The same winds, the same floods, the same troubles came to that person, but their house failed. Or you could say their life, their life was in shambles. Why? Because they heard the word, but they didn't do it. So folks, what am I saying to you tonight? I'm trying to help you to, to not just be a believer that is just, you know, listening to tape after tape, seminar after seminar, doing all of these things. And, and that's not necessarily bad or evil, but that, that in itself does not bring about a change or transformation. It's applying it. It's putting it into practical application. It's hearing it and doing it. Uh, uh, there's a, uh, and, and Shannon, I mean, I'm not going to sing it, but there's, there was a thing that we used to have our kids watch when they were really, really small. And I don't even know what it was, but my wife knows. And, and this little song says, I like the Bible. I like the Bible because I read it and I do it. I read it and I do it. I like the Bible. I like the Bible I, because I read it and I do it. I read it and I do it when I'm going through it, right? And it's this little kid song. But look at the revelation. Yes, if you read it and do it, if you get the knowledge and put it into practical application, it's going to bring transformation in your life. So somebody might say, well, how do I apply it if I don't know what to do? That's where the grace and the strength of God comes in. Amen. Go with me real quickly to 2 Timothy chapter number one. And we're going to, we're going to have to wrap this up here. 2 Timothy chapter number one. Very familiar passage of scripture to many people. 2 Timothy chapter number one and verse number seven. Glory to God. And I love this because uh, this is something that, you know, God really showed me. And he said, he says, son, stop making excuses for the things that you are lacking in, because I'm, I'm going to give you, glory to God, everything that you need in order to be victorious. Right. But one thing that I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do for you what I've commanded you to do for yourself. <laughs> You know, uh, and, and we're in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. With that being said, I want to share this because, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, 1 and 7. Yes, 1 and 7. I will read 2 and 7. Glory to God. But 
uh, I, I want to share this because in many of you quote the scripture all the time. You quote it, you quote it, you talk to other people about it. Philippians 4.13, right? Come on now, y'all already know it. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, right? Uh, again, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, right? That's Philippians 4.13. But see, we've missed the revelation of that because the revelation is I can do. God's not doing it for you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to inspire you. He's going to motivate you. He's going to give you favor. He's going to give you grace. He's going to give you opportunity. He's going to give you talent. Some's going to get five. Some's going to get two. Some's going to get one. But God is not doing our part. So the apostle Paul got that revelation, said, I can do. I can do. Uh, you know, and folks, you can do it. How can you do it? You can do it, glory to God. I'm trying not to get too excited, but I'm telling you, this is good stuff. I can do it through the strength that Christ gives me, but he's not doing my part. He, folks, it doesn't matter. He's not going to give me, uh, okay. He's not going to do what he asked me to do, right? And let, let, real, let, even if you want to get real spiritual, God told you to go preach the gospel. Right? He didn't tell you to pray that he would go. He told you to go. Come on now. Okay, I'm not gonna get off of that. But Second Timothy, and I had to learn this, folks. And, and, and I'm 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 just in this process, just like you. And we may be at a different level, but I'm in the same process. So Second Timothy, chapter number one, and verse number seven. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Come on but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All right, watch this. Now, you say, well, that's King James. But many, you can read it in almost any other, any other translation. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of discipline. Glory to God. In fact, I got to do this. I have to do this because this is powerful. So I got to read that verse out of the Amplified Bible. Glory to God. So just give me just a quick second here. To, to get into the Amplified Bible. Glory to God. Man, that's good stuff. Because I'm going to show you something that somebody says, well, how can I be obedient to the word of God and I don't have the strength to do it? Well, see, God doesn't leave no stone unturned. You know what I mean? God's going to, he's going to provide everything. I can do. You can do all things through Christ's, his, you know, his strength. But he's not doing your part. He's, he's not doing my part. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You can pray all day. Amen. Uh, uh, and I'm like I said, I'm not picking on anybody. Don't even take like that. But you and I can pray all day to lose weight. But we, that, it ain't going to happen, Captain, <laughs> until you do and, 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 and do the laws, the part that you're supposed to do, glory to God, and be a good steward over your health. And, and be disciplined and all that, God's not going to just magically cause you to lose weight. That's not his part. That's your part. It, you know, even as he says that godliness, bodily exercise is profitable. But godliness is profitable to all things. Listen, he didn't say bodily exercise was bad or evil. He said it profits little. 
but godliness is profitable for everything. So we just take that part out. We say, oh, well, you know, I ain't trying to exercise. I just got to be godly. You missed what the word said. Okay. All right. So let me read this out of the Amplified Bible, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Here it is out of the Amplified Bible. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of, of cowardice. In other words, of being a coward. God didn't give us to be a coward of craving and cringing and fawning fear. That don't come from God, folks. So it doesn't matter who it is. If you feel like you're intimidated by somebody, whether they're millionaire, being there, trillionaire, whatever, and you're in their presence and you're intimidated, you got to deal with that. God didn't give you that. Bottom line up front. All right, glory to God. Okay. So God didn't give us that fear. But he says, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Boy, see, to me, that is so freeing, guys. That's, that's freedom to me. God gave me the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit to help me to be calm, and have a well-balanced mind, glory to God, and discipline and self-control. Those are all the things you and I need in order to win the victories against our enemies that tell us that we can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other. You can't accomplish that. It's too hard for you. You ain't going to never make it. It's just too much. You might as well just settle for where you are. But, but when God has given you a spirit of power and love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control, God's given you everything you need, but he's not going to do your part for you. You and I have to, we have to do it, right? We have to go. We have to prepare. We have to pray and plan right along with God and pursue. So, you know, sometimes people hear me say, pray, plan, and pursue. I'm not leaving God out because the, in, that, in the middle of that, as you pray and then begin to plan, you, you keep, play, keep praying, keep planning, keep pursuing. But in the middle of that, God can change your plans at any time. So that's why you got to pray first. <laughs> right? And then if God says, okay, Leave that alone, whatever, stop that, go this way. Then that's that's where the pray, plan, and pursue. You're not you're not leaving, you're not just planning and pursuing. You gotta pray. You gotta say, God, you give us direction, instruction, guidance, whatever the case may be. Okay? Glory to God. I pray that you're grabbing hold of this. So what am I saying? I'm saying if you are a child of God, God has given you a spirit of power. You are no longer a victim only, right? You are no here, and this is freedom, man. If you can grab this by the Spirit of God, you are no longer just subject to whatever your enemies want to do to you. You you don't have to just take it. Like I just well, whatever I you know whatever happens, I guess I just all oh, this I just got to deal with it. I mean I ain't got no choice. I just got no. God's given you a spirit of power and of love, and of a sound, disciplined, and well-balanced mind. 
You don't have to go crazy, even if the whole world is going crazy. But you have to, you and I have to lean into God and lean on God and know that his way is perfect. Hear his sayings and do them. Not just, oh yeah, I, got, I heard this one preacher, he said this. That's fine. Thank God for all, there's great preachers everywhere, you know, all, all over. I mean, you can, you can hear preaching all the time. And here's going to be an answer for some of you. Because said, all these guys preaching, all these books out there, all of these, you know, uh, great authors writing great books and all. Hey, praise God. So why are people's lives being changed? Because it's not just knowledge alone. It's applying what you have learned. And the way you apply what you have learned, you're going to need some strength and some power to put into practical application what he's teaching you. And that strength and that power for the believer is given to you by the Holy Spirit with a calm and disciplined and well-balanced mind. Folks, that's absolute freedom to me. I, I don't know if y'all can get this or not, and I'm believing that you can. We're not just subject to whatever's going on in the earth. We're not just subject to whatever uh, verdict that mankind wants to put on us. But it again, it's Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Are y'all catching this here? Glory to God. So let's go to one more here. Let's go to Psalms. Uh, glory to God. Psalms chapter number 19. One more tonight. One more tonight. Glory to God. Praise God. So I want to encourage you as I encourage myself and as we encourage one another, find a way to apply whatever you're learning. I know this is, you know, the new year has come. We're in the 2022. Some of you probably made resolutions and all of that. And that's, you know, I'm not here to pick on folks or whatever, you know, but it's not just knowledge itself. And you say, well, how, why are you talking like this? Because God, I mean, he just busted me out one day. I mean, <laughs> And, you know, you know, this is how he deals with me. I don't know how he deals with everything. He said, if you know so much, why, why isn't your life changing? I mean, he just basically busted me out. He said, if you know so much, you know how to do this, you know, why, why isn't there some transformation in some areas in your life? And that's when he began to teach me this principle. He said, you got to apply and you got to do it consistently. Consistence and persistence of application knowledge, of applying knowledge will bring about a transformation in your life that will cause you to walk in 100% victory in areas of your life and not just 50%, which is just knowing alone. But knowing and doing, glory to God, knowing and doing. As he says in Matthew, don't turn if we're going to Psalm 19, as he says in Matthew, he says, he that... Uh, uh, does these commandments and teach them, if you do them and teach them, shall be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. Not teaching them and then doing them, doing them and then teaching them. Right? Okay. Lord have mercy. All right. Matt, uh, I'm sorry, not Matthew. Uh, Psalms 19 and verse number seven. And we'll, we're going to finish with this tonight, guys. Because I want to 
I don't want to try to just give you a bunch of stuff because I want you to learn how to meditate the word. You know, go back and listen to it again if you can. Read the scriptures, soak it in, and then say, God, show me how to apply these things, right? But I, I want you to see this. Uh, he says this uh, in, in, in uh, uh, Psalms chapter number 19 and verse number 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The word of God, the law of the Lord is perfect. It's not lacking anything. As for God, his way is perfect. You're not missing anything. Every scripture is given for instruction and correction and for teaching and doctrine and righteousness. It's all given to you to make the corrections in your life that will bring you to a place of victory. Okay? Y'all with that? He says, the testimonies of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. Again, the testimonies. Again, the word of God. They will give you wisdom. They will tell you how to, don't just listen to everything that the, the professionals are telling you. Well, hear me, understand me right. But take it back to God. Go and get the wisdom of God. What are you saying about this? Okay, glory to God. Uh, the statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. And the commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Glory to God. Again, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Watch this. More to be desired are they than gold. What's he talking about here? He's talking about the word of God and the knowledge of God. Not just information, but revelation and application, okay? He says, they are more to be desired, are they, than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Keep on going. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great Reward. Glory to God. So, folks, it ain't about just the preacher and the pastor trying to make sure and tell you you need to come to church every time the doors is open. And, it, you know, because that's where people's mindset is. Well, the pastor, you know, if I don't show up, they're going to be calling me. Folks, it's, it's so that you can get the knowledge of God. And so that you can have the strength and the grace to apply the knowledge. Applied knowledge will result in transformation. And transformation will always result in you and I walking in victory in our everyday life. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What time is it? Can, can y'all give me one more? Can I get just one more tonight? Okay, please. Let me get one more. Proverbs chapter number two. Real quickly. Proverbs chapter number two. Verse number one. And we're going to finish with this. I'm going to stop right here. Proverbs chapter number two. Verse number one, so, and we're going to read down a few verses here. My son, if thou wilt do what? Receive my words and hide my commandments with thee so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, glory to God, and apply thine heart to understanding. Now, that's, folks, you got to hear the word. 
He's telling you there's something you and I got to do. I got to incline my ear. I got to apply my heart. Glory to God. I have to, verse number three. Yes, if you cry after knowledge. See, I got to want this thing. If you lift up your voice for understanding. Glory to God. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hid treasure, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord. Watch it. And find what? The knowledge of God. Mm, mm, mm. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and then understanding, and he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them, and we'll, we'll, we'll just stop right here for a second time. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. God becomes your defense. But folks, there's some things we, you and I have to do. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta receive his word. You gotta incline your ear. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be in, you gotta be in this thing. You can't just be like, well, you know, if I get it, I get it. And if I don't, you know, oh well, I guess, you know, just whatever. No, 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 folks. And God's given you a spirit to discipline you, to incline your heart, to apply your heart. So watch what I'm saying. I'm done. I have to stop. But this is this, this it's feeling pretty good right here. This boils down to where it don't take. Understand what I'm y'all gotta hear me the right way. It doesn't take a preacher to keep you motivated. Come on now. It don't take a pastor to keep you seeking after God, right? And understand what I mean. And I'm saying this through a lot of my experiences. And, and, I, and I feel for some people because, you know, they want to call me and they want to they want me to inspire them. And, and I, I, that's fine. But when you are crying after knowledge, God, I need your knowledge because I'm trying to win in life. I'm not trying to be defeated. Come on. I'm not trying to be broke. I'm not trying to be sick. I'm not trying to uh, go out here limping. And, 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 and on dialysis or whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just using my, myself as an example. I'm not trying to finish my life that way. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm trying to finish my life in, in moving towards the redemption of my body. Glory to God, right? Moving in that direction of total and complete redemption because of my salvation in Jesus Christ. Folks, so God saying, Apply yourself. Lord have mercy. I'm trying not to preach here tonight, but I'll tell you, because think about what he did, glory to God, to give you salvation. The price that he paid so you and I could be born again and come into the family of God. And if we suffer with him just a little bit, we're going to be transformed and conformed into his image and begin to walk in the victory that he purchased for us on Calvary. Glory to God, man. So I'm asking God, oh, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm asking God for that spirit, right? That power, that love, that sound mind, that discipline that can tell me, look, I know you like that cheesecake. But you can survive without it. Glory to God. I know. <laughs> say amen tonight, somebody. Right? I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Glory to God. I'm, I, like I said, I try to use myself as an example so nobody get upset or mad. But I know you like that. But again, you can survive without it. Why? Because God give you the discipline 
and you can pray for the grace of God that you need, that we need in order to walk in victory. In relationships, I know you want to give him a piece of your mind. And I know he was actually wrong and you were actually right. But many times the Holy Ghost will give you the discipline, Lord Jesus, and the grace to hold your peace and let the Lord, glory to God, fight your battle. Lord Jesus, glory to God. I know you want to go and, amen, uh, uh, spend this and spend that and do this and do that and, and all these things, but the Holy Ghost can give you the discipline, a well-balanced and self-controlled mind to where you realize I can do without that. Glory to God. You, I know you think that you cannot survive without a man, without a woman, whatever the case is. But the Holy Ghost can give you the discipline and well-balanced and, again, self-controlled mind to be able to walk in victory in every area of our lives, folks. Right? That's, again, spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially and relationships. He knows everything about everything and he can guide us into all truth. So that's what I wanted to share with you all tonight. Glory to God. And I pray that it will provoke you a little bit at least to uh, begin to realize I don't just need more knowledge. I believe there's a scripture. I don't know exactly where it's at. I don't want to quote it wrong, but it's, it's in, I believe it's in Timothy where it says that they are ever learning forever learning, forever getting more knowledge, but never coming to the truth, right? Never, it's never bringing any transformation. If I know so many things and I'm so smart, you know, and I'm so wise, why is my life in shambles? You know, you, if, I got, if I got so much revelation from God, why is my life turned upside down? Folks, that, that's, that's, a, that's a false narrative and, and that's, 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 not, that's not representing God in truth, right? Because no matter, even, even in the Old Testament, when God gave David a revelation concerning his enemies, he went and whatever God told him to do, if he told him to go up around the side or whatever God told him to do, he got knowledge from God, he went and did it, he won the victory. And when God told him don't go up and fight, he didn't go fight. He just, he, he, he went on wherever he could go. That's just an example. So all I'm saying is the same thing in our lives, folks, right? And, 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 and I want to say this with all sincerity in my heart. If God is telling you something, whatever it is, don't let other people talk you out of it. Now, don't just go and jump, you know, continue to pray and get God's revelation, right? Because one thing I've learned over my own walk with God over these 30 years is that God doesn't show you everything all at once. And sometimes God says, I'm getting ready to use you to do this. And before he even get all the rest, you know, before he can get you all the rest of the instructions, we already run it. <laughs> and he's, you know, and I'm kind of being a little joking with it, but you know, we already running for the Lord. He said, wait a minute, I got more to tell you. We're like that guy that wanted to run in the old testament. He said, Let me go run and tell the tell the news. And he said, Well, you don't know the whole story. He said, Well, let me run anyway. I just want to go run and tell the king something. He said, Well, you know. 
Why you want to run when you don't have the whole story? Uh, and we've done that. I've done that. But I'm, I'm here to encourage you that to, to, to get what God is asking you, you know, you know, whatever he's telling you. But it starts with this real quickly, and we're done. It starts with hearing his word, right? You got to make that a daily routine. You got to make that a daily routine. I'm saying it again. You got to make it a daily routine. You got to hear his sayings. And whatever you hear, right, you want to begin to apply that, right? Because you say, what do you mean whatever you hear? Folks, if you make it a daily consistent routine to hear his word, certain things are going to jump off the page at you. And I'm trying to make it as simple as I can. Sometimes you can be reading the word or listening to the word or whatever, and certain things will just, like I said, they jump off the page. And it's like, or the light bulb comes on, whatever, however you want to say it. That's where you need to pause and stop. God's trying to talk to you. Work through those things with God in prayer and learn how to apply them. Right? And, and it don't have to be a whole bunch of things. Because what you apply, applied knowledge, brings about a transformation in whatever area the knowledge is in. If you apply it, it's going to change your life. Amen. So I pray that you receive something out of that tonight. Uh, again, you can always go back uh, and listen to it again on the podcast, uh, on the Mind of Conception podcast. Uh, you know, you can find that on Google.com and all of those things here. Uh, praise God. You can find it on uh, all of that stuff, you know. But I just want you to get the word of God. And I want, when, when God is speaking to you, apply it. Man, don't be like these people. And I've been doing this for 30 some years. It's amazing how fast that time goes by. But I've seen it. I've seen it, man. People, they have so much revelation, so much knowledge of God's word. But the, the fruit the life. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> Something's wrong with that. And God gave an understanding. He said it's because it's they're not applying what they know. They, they know a lot, but there's no, no, there's no practical application process steps of applying the word of God. And it's that simple because whatever you apply, it's going to bring about a change. Most of us right now know, we know. We know how to lose weight. I'm just, no, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not picking on anybody because, you know, I'm the first one, right? But like I said, you're not praying, you're not praying fat off of your body. You, you can pray all day, but until you start eating salad instead of whatever you was eating, you know, instead of cheesecake, you ain't going to lose no weight. It is really that simple, folks. I'm, I'm making a point. It's really that simple. And it's the same thing when it comes to the knowledge of God. If you want your life to change, you got to get to a point where you say, you know what? Stop. I'm not, I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Watch it. With all my heart. And I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways. Every single day. How, what is it that you're trying to get me to do? How can I be productive? How can I uh, How can I uh, use the gifts and the talents and the skills that you give me? Whatever you bless me with. How can I use it to bring productivity 
an honor to you. Because folks, don't think that God wants you sitting around doing nothing and he's just going to bless you. That's not a biblical pattern, folks. Even God himself worked for six days and rested for one. We're trying to work for one day and rest for six and want to get millions of dollars. God is a worker. Jesus even said, my father worketh hitherto. He's working even up till now. And because my father's working, I'm working. Anyway, glory to God. Listen, we thank God for all of you. And again, uh, we, we do not have, we thank God for you that are watching on Facebook Live and YouTube and all that. We do not have the capability to see who is watching, but we thank God for you watching. And we want to, uh, we're going to have to release you now so we can finish our call on Zoom. Now you can always get on the Zoom app and be a little bit more personal. And, and that's just downloading the Zoom app to your computer or to your uh, tablet or your iPhone or whatever you got. And then we have the same exact Zoom numbers every single day. We've done that. Something the Lord told us to do at the beginning of this whole thing is to abide our room, so to speak. And we pay for the room. And so it's the same numbers. They never change. So you can go back to a text that you got six months ago. And it's the exact same room number. And when we're open, when we're here, we'll be right here. So that, uh, that number is 931 432 8488, and then the passcode is the number two. Uh, it's always the same. It never changes. So if you're looking for a living word and you're looking for a fellowship here, you can always get on there. It's, you can you can put it, that number somewhere and it's going to be the same. Praise God. But we thank God for you joining us tonight. We pray that you share uh, uh, the, the episode or the, share it with other people so that they hopefully can uh, learn to apply the knowledge of God as well as we are. Praise God. But Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.